It's the Puff and Steph Podcast. The Puff and Steph Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Friday. Yay. All right. Happy Friday. Excited to be here. What's up, Steph? How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Oh, God. So Steph started her decorating of the um, Puff and Steph Podcast Studios, and it's very minor. Yeah. It's mild. It's mild. But I have a feeling we're not done. No, we are not done. However, like we were talking about uh, off the air a little bit ago, it is a very different space than I'm used to working with. There's not as much room. There's no windows. I have all my window stickers. We're trying to figure out how to hang stuff on the wall because in the the studio that we used to do it, I would just put pins in the wall because I just didn't care because it wasn't my house. Right. But now we got to care for the walls. Because it's my house. Right. So we're working on it, but I have these awesome jingle bells on my mic. So every time I move the mic, you're going to hear it. It's so festive, and Puff loves it. You actually helped me with the lights we put on our mic stand. I did. I I think you actually enjoyed it. Uh, I was kind of sick of you whining. Nah, you enjoyed it. Don't even start. You volunteered to help me. Yes, I did, because you were like... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to do anything, and there's no Christmas magic in this room, and there needs to be Christmas magic, and your bell keeps jingling every time you move. Sorry. I, yeah, I needed help with the Christmas magic, and I think it's it's here now. So thank you. All right, I, I, I you're welcome. I know it's the not the end. Oh no, far from it. Don't you worry. I, I'm trust me, I'm far from worried. <laughs> far from worried. So this story is. I'm sorry that it happened to you, but I can picture the whole thing in my head, and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> So, Steph almost got into a fight, a physical altercation. On the side of the highway. With another female. (laughs) OMG, you have to tell the story. (laughs) Okay, so I'm driving along, minding my own business. As always, yeah. Right, listening to the Jonas Brothers. Zoe was with me, so I was driving safely. I drive much safer when my dogs are in the car. And this car started merging into the side of my car. Like, sometimes people cut you off. So, okay, so... You were in one lane. You were on a highway. Yeah, we were getting off the exit ramp, coming down off, okay. off of an exit, getting ready to turn at a light. And sometimes people cut you off, and that's frustrating. She didn't cut me off. She was straight up merging into the side of my car. And I had to swerve, almost hit the median on my left-hand side. And I laid on my horn, not just because I was like, I hate you. It was more like, hey, I'm here. Right. Because so, so you were in her blind spot, basically. I guess. And she needed to... Do you take any responsibility for this part of it? We're stopping here. Are you 100% sure that she was in the wrong? Oh, absolutely. She was merging into, I was in the lane that she wanted to be in. So she's like, I'm just going to move over now. This person will get out of my way. No, I did absolutely nothing wrong in this entire scenario. Do you think she saw you? Um, I think so. Based on things later in the story about the type of person she was, I just think okay. that she's a bad driver and doesn't care about anybody else. Okay. So at this point, Steph almost crashes into the median. Uh, she lays on her horn and pick it up from there. And I slam on my brakes oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like, it legitimately would have been an accident. Um, and then she got in front of me and we pulled up to this light. It was a red light. She stops, put her, puts her car in park, gets out and walks back to my car and oh starts God. trying to fight me. Did she knock on the window? No, she came back and I put the window down and I said, did you not see me? You almost hit me. So you, Okay, so you were the first one to say no, she, something. Oh no, she came back screaming profanities at and me. And you rolled your window down? Just a little bit. 
I know. I don't need to be lectured about that. I've already been lectured that I shouldn't have done that. Who lectured but, you? Um, my friends. They're like, why would you put the window down? <laughs> I put it down this much. Just because I was like, because like I was worked up. I was like shaking. Again, my dog was in the car with me. Like I was scared. Like wrecking when you're by yourself is one thing, but like, don't you dare put my dog in harm's way. So I was really worked up about it because it legitimately would have been a bad accident. Okay, so she's screaming at you. What is she screaming at you? Just, I can't I can't repeat any of it. I can't. Like, words that I will not even repeat off the air. Like, words that I won't even say. I'm going to get you to try. No. Okay. It was bleeping this, bleeping that. It's not even like she said, hey, why did you honk at me? Like, she wasn't a normal human having a conversation. She was just swearing and just calling me every name in the book. And... She just went on and on and on, and um, then she's like, get out of your car. Let's go. Why don't you get out of your car? You think you're tough? And I was like, how do I think I'm tough? Like, sorry for existing and driving down the road. So what are you doing? I didn't even... I started laughing uncomfortably because... Which this is my favorite part of the story <laughs> because I can absolutely see you just being like, <laughs> that's what I did because I didn't know what to do. I couldn't believe the way she was acting. I mean, it was unbelievable. I bet the cars behind us were like dying because it was a show. Like I couldn't believe she was acting this way and I didn't know what to say. So I started laughing uncomfortably. I was also worried she was going to hurt me or Zoe. And of course, Zoe jumps on my lap because she thinks this woman's her new friend because Zoe loves everybody. Like, Zoe, she is not our friend. So she's just going on and on and on. And she finally starts walking back to her car. And uh, then I said, I didn't do anything wrong. And then she's like, if you want to talk, get out of your car. Let's go so right now. So she started going back to her car and you're like, you're still wrong. You're still, you're still wrong, biatch. I said, I said, I don't understand what I did wrong here. And then she finally got back in her car, which, by the way, contained her entire family, who, I would like to note, didn't react at all to the situation. They were sitting there facing forward the entire time. They weren't even looking, which tells me that this is something that happens often. <laughs> her kids and her husband, boyfriend, I don't know. She seemed like a bit of a mess. She was wearing like a t-shirt. She looked very disheveled. I, it, it was a bit of a mess of a person, to be honest. But... It was like legitimately scary, and I was like shaking afterwards. Of course you were. I could not believe it. Um, she was. It's just amazing how people can be so awful. Like, are you having a bad day? Like, is everything okay? Uh. She was definitely not having a holly jolly Christmas time. <laughs> I'm like, it's Christmas. Can't we all be nice to each other? Like, why are you trying to fight me on the side of the road? In my head, all I hear is, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> doing this, this laugh. It was just like this uncomfortable laughter. I get it from my mom. My mom does it in weird situations. She's just like, ha, ha, ha. And I do it too, apparently. Yeah, apparently. But oh, me and Zoe were safe. And uh, she ended up, my mom was like, did you let her follow you home? But she, like, turned. A different way? Yeah. So that was the end of that. Oh, I'm glad you and Zoe are okay. Thank you. It was actually, it's funny now, but in the moment, I was actually scared. People are crazy now. Yeah. You don't know what she's going to do. Yeah, what she's going to pull the window out. Down. <laughs> Just a little bit. That's all right. I mean, if she had a gun, that window's not going to stop a gun. Well, let's be honest. That, it's kind of true. So <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely true. If she really wanted to hurt me, I think she was probably going to find a way. Probably. Well, I'm glad you're okay. You know what's not okay? This. Potato processors are working frantically to ward off a potential shortage of French fries. <gasps> no. There was uh, cold, wet weather, damaged crops in key areas of the United States and Canada, 
cool conditions started to hit growing regions in October. <sighs> Potatoes got frost on them. Aren't ruined. they prepared for this? No. Don't these people know what they're doing? Growers in Manitoba, North Dakota, and Minnesota received snow and rain, forcing them to abandon some supplies and fields. We might have a French fry shortage. Okay, no. They need they need to be prepared for this sort of thing. We cannot have a French fry shortage. Can't we just have shorter French fries? You know what I mean? Uh, like, think about it. Instead of having giant long French fries, can't we just like cut them in half? And like, you mean like cut off the part of the tater that's like frosty? Just, no, I'm just saying like if you're a normal French fries this long and you get one, why can't you just cut it in half and now you have two? But then you need more of them. I don't know. I'm just trying to. No. I mean, here's the thing. Somebody needs to find a solution to this problem and it's probably going to be us. So I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either way, it's definitely reason to panic. Oh, yeah. It's definitely reason to fight people Absolutely. on the side of the road like this lady. Def maybe that's why she was at Maybe she, Maybe up. she just heard the news. She must see. She's like, okay, first off, I hear that we're going to have a french fry shortage, and then this little girl honks. How dare she honk at me? That is ridiculous. See, now I kind of understand Does why she, she was not so worked know up. What's going to happen? And I didn't know about this at the time, so no. I didn't understand why she was so angry. Now I get it. You know, we're all in this together, Steph. Remember that. I think that's a song. Isn't that a song from like high school music? It absolutely is. I love it. Yeah, I, I figured it did. All right, uh, coming up right after the break. My friends, another Hallmark movie review. You ready for this one? Oh, yeah, I'm excited. It's coming up in minutes. It's the Puff and Steph podcast. Okay, so you want a security system for your home or business and you don't know who to choose. Do you go with one of the big companies with representatives living in who knows where? Or do you hire a company that works in and cares about your community? ITD in Mechanicsburg, partnered with Alarm.com, is helping you make that decision easy by providing you with security for only $30 a month and you'll be able to monitor and control everything from your phone or tablet. Call ITD for more info. 717-256-4996 or ITD ssi.com do you love saving money but hate buying one of those coupon books filled with places you'll never go to? Well, here comes Quick Save Coupons to save the day. Quick Save Coupons is an app where you can find savings for restaurants, stores, and experiences that you will love. And here's the best part. It's free. No big coupon books to buy. No websites to give your information to. Quick Save Coupons will show you all of the savings in your area right on your phone. Just go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Quick Save Coupons app. Then start saving money on many of the places you already go to. The average person buys three to four homes in their lifetime. Don't trust the home buying process to just anyone. Trust someone who loves to educate their clients on the process. Someone who takes pride in meeting clients' needs. Trust Heather Kerstetter with Iron Valley Real Estate. Heather has great reviews on Homelight and Zillow and loves working with first-time home buyers. She also works with several charities, including the Humane Society and the SPCA. For all your home buying or selling needs, contact Heather Kerstetter, Iron Valley Real Estate, 1512 East Market Street in York, 717-316-8777, or on our at 717-425-9837. CBD American Shaman of PA has one objective. They want to create lifelong customers through transparency, compassion, and knowledge. Have questions? CBD American Shaman has the answers that gas stations and random vape shops just don't have. Plus, they offer free samples and their products are U.S. Hemp Authority certified and always go through third-party testing. With stores in Carlisle, Mechanicsburg, Linglestown, and soon to be in the shops at Landis Valley and Oregon Pike in Lancaster, they're always close by. Use the coupon code PUFF for 10% off an entire purchase, either in-store or at hempishealth.com. Now back to the Puff and Steph podcast. All right, so we're back, uh, and I have in my hand 
the third installment of Puff's Hallmark Christmas Movie Review. It continues. Um, for those of you watching, this is another long one, all nice and typed up. Oh my gosh, that's even longer than the last one, yeah? Yeah, I, I think so. Not by much, but it is. <sighs> this time, let me just preface this. Steph goes, this one has a twist. <laughs> this one has a little bit of a twist. And I'm like, here's the thing. You don't even need to tell me that. Like, let me find out myself. Because now I'm looking for a twist. But I was so excited about it. I had to tell you. I, I know. Do you know what year this is from? Is it like 2012? 13. This 13. is kind of an older one. Yeah, it's a little bit older. This is the oldest one I've done so far. And this, I was excited for you to watch this one because it's like especially a little crazy. So Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that because I think that you're not going to like my take on this. Probably not. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's Here we do go. It. And I read. The latest Hallmark Christmas movie that I had the pleasure of reviewing is a very merry mix-up. This 2013 movie teaches us that love can come in strange packages, and it's never too late to make the right decision. Wow, that's so deep. Yeah. I'm impressed. Our story begins in an antique shop where Alice is sitting bored behind the counter because no one is coming in. Cue her boyfriend who shows up with a Christmas tree for the store. Alice seems bothered that it isn't a real one. I automatically feel sorry for Will, her boyfriend. I think Alice is one of those hard-to-please women. Uh, <clears throat> she then shows him an antique clock she has purchased. Will seems impressed and uh, notes that it could be worth a lot of money. Alice refuses to sell it because why would she try to turn a profit in her business? Uh, when or We then learn that the store is being sought after by a local real estate developer, but Alice is refusing to sell because the store has been in her family for years. Yeah, it's special. That's an important plot point to remember. Later, night at, uh, later that night at dinner, Will proposes marriage by putting the ring next to two carrots on a plate to signify the size of the diamond. Kind of a D-bag move, Will. I never thought about that. I didn't look at it like that. I just thought it was cute. No, it was. It even says in the in the in the movie. Get it? Two carrots. Two. That's what it says. He says it in the movie. You got to take notes like I do. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> kind of a tool move, Will. Alice says yes anyway, and he tells her that they're going to spend Christmas with his family. She finally is going to meet them. Why has she not met them yet? Right, I, I wonder that too. This, this and they're the getting second married? Hallmark movie in a row, where it's like, oh my God, it's only been five years. I finally get to meet your family. Uh, as they're about to leave, Will receives a phone call and needs to stay. He gives Alice the address and says that he's on the next flight out after her. She should go without him. But she has never met his parents. Does anybody do this ever? Just go meet him. I'll be there in a day. Yeah. After landing at the airport, Alice realizes the airline has lost her luggage. She walks into the office to try to sort things out. We see a guy staring at her for way, way, way too long. Oh, yeah. He would have wrote a misconnection about her. Definitely. Yeah. He also lost his bag and is being very rude to the woman behind the desk. She's just trying to help. She's not the one that has lost his bag, but he's acting like she threw his bag out of the plane. Uh, he says that inside is a very special item he made for his grandfather. She doesn't seem to care, but Alice is intrigued. While waiting in the office, Creepy Guy, or CG for short, that's what we're going to call him, CG, uh, strikes up a conversation with Alice. He then accidentally spills his coffee on her. It ruins her shirt and her phone. What is she going to do? They learn that they're actually going to the same town. As a matter of fact, it's the same house. Oh, my God. Creepy guy, or CG, is Will's brother. What? That is crazy. I was like, oh, is this the twist? What are the odds? Interesting. CG is driving the two of them to his parents' house when he runs off the road into a tree. 
It's a Hallmark movie, so a head-on car crash only gives them a few minor bumps and bruises. <laughs> of course. <laughs> While in the hospital, CG tells Alex that he was once engaged and that his fiance would often complain that he was smothering her. My guess is that he was actually trying to smother her. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's a creepy guy. No, he's not. CG's, he stared at her for way, way, way too long. Yeah, because he know thought what? she was beautiful. And you know what? There's more evidence of him being creepy later in this review. All right, uh, CG's parents show up at the hospital and meet Alice. They're super nice people and are so excited, even though they had no idea she existed because Will never told them about her. At CG's house, the two of them must stay awake because of their mild concussions they sustained in a distracted driving accident, and they start talking and bonding over Christmas. Their head trauma makes them revert back to a childlike state, and they start acting like dumb kids. For example, they have a mission to go get cookies in the kitchen. Pretty sure these people are like 40 years old. It was fun, though. It was Just cute. get the cookies. Then they decide to make cookies, and they have a flower fight, which basically ruins the entire kitchen. <laughs> it was fun, though. Seriously, like, and I, like I, I wrote this. Spirit. What is wrong with these people? At this point, by the way, I'm pretty sure she's in the wrong house. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah there's a couple clues in there and made me think she's in the wrong house. We go back to the city where Will is working on deals and stuff, and he's unable to reach Alice because her phone was damaged by CG. He did leave, or she did leave him a voicemail explaining all this, but apparently he doesn't know how voicemail works. He is plotting to sell her store to the developer. He's evil. Is he, though? We'll mm. discuss further. Back at CG's house, he is uh, staring at Alice while she sleeps. No, really. He was. You think she's beautiful, even though she's engaged to his brother. When she wakes up, they talk about how he builds furniture for a living and gave up a lucrative career in finance. Sounds like a Hallmark Prince Charming to me. He went. He followed his dream. Grandpa then shows up with a Christmas tree. Everyone in the family is wearing red noses. They're super weird people. <laughs> then they play one of the dumbest games ever. It's called Christmas Messages. Do I know. I this? love this game. This is a made-up, no-fun game where you have to write something nice about another person in the room, and then that person has to guess who wrote it. Yeah, it's super lame. I love it. I think it's so fun. Will finally receives a voicemail that the doctor left him about Alice's accident. He jumps on a plane immediately. At this point, I am certain she's in the wrong family's house. Then the doorbell rings and Billy's home. Will, wait, that's not Will. It's Billy. Alice is at the wrong house. Oh, my God. Who saw that coming? Who could have predicted it, right? Things just got super awkward. The family tries to convince Alice to stay and not go to her actual fiance's parents because they like her so much. Alice needs to run. <laughs> no, you're part of us now. You should stay. Will is in town now and is coming to get her. CG tries to kick game and ask her out. She kisses him on the cheek but ultimately says no. When Will comes to get her, he then makes fun of the house and tries to give the family money for their inconvenience for taking care of Alice. That was nice of him, I think. At Will's house, we find his parents to be very different from CG's parents. Mom is a real spiritual weirdo, and Dad is just like Will. He even hits on Alice a few times. Later, Will is trying to convince Alice to sell her store. He backs off a little and tries to explain his side of things. She isn't having it and goes to bed. Here's where creepy guy, again, is creepy. CG shows up at the house and shines a light in Alice's room. How he knows it's Alice's room, I'll never understand. That's a good question. Anyway, she goes outside to meet the stranger she met 24 hours ago and takes a walk with him in a secluded park where no one will hear her screams. <laughs> Stop it. It was a magical Christmas walk. They start talking about Christmas and then an old clock from the beginning of the movie, which is important. He confronts her about her marriage. She shuts him down. 
Can you believe she still plans on marrying Will after all her and CG have been through? I know. It's crazy. We then see CG building something. He's obsessing over it. He seems like he's in a zone. Alice then tries to get Will's family to pay, uh, play the dumb Christmas messages game. They seem less than excited about it because the game is terrible. We learn through the game that this family is pretty damn miserable. We also learn that Will has made a deal to sell Alice's store that will make her a multi-millionaire. All she has to do is sign the paperwork. She's upset. Why would she sell the family store that makes no money? It's her family's store. <clears throat> then creepy guy grandpa uh, drops off a gift uh, for her from CG. She doesn't open it yet. Back inside the house, Will is apologizing and trying to make things right with her. He also talks about leasing a space in a different part of the neighborhood, a space that has actual foot traffic, a space that can hold more inventory, you know, a profitable entity. How dare he suggest such a thing? He then tells her to be logical. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing as telling a woman to calm down. Yeah, you don't say that to a woman. Just be logical. Yeah, not your best idea. She then locks herself in a closet for some reason and opens up CG's gift. It's a mini version of that dumb clock. She then breaks up with Will, who actually takes it pretty well. Yeah, he didn't really seem surprised yeah, he's either. he's trying to do all these nice things for her. Unappreciative Alice then runs out of the house to search for CG. Don't what? She's not unappreciative. Sounds like it to me. No, he's a jerk. All right. Alice goes back to the park where she finds CG waiting behind a tree. <laughs> Seriously, this guy has been waiting for probably hours behind a tree. Families have been walking by, people on dates, kids having snowball fights. CG has been watching it all. <laughs> then they admit their love for each other. Again, it's been like a day, maybe a day and a half. These two are super, super annoying together, by the way. They seem like the people that would schedule a wedding on Christmas and then get mad at people who won't come. I could see them doing that. Yeah. Back in the store, they find a Civil War wedding ring in a box that's probably worth millions. They both agree not to sell it. And I'm guessing in a very merry mix-up, too, the store will be in foreclosure. Oh, stop. I think the real victim of this story is Will. He seemed like a good guy. Was he a little work and money obsessed? Yes. Does he not seem to be able to use a voicemail properly? Also, yes. But all he wanted to do was take care of Alice. She thanked him by dumping him and running into the arms of a guy she just met who also almost killed her. What about Will? When does Will get to be happy? Okay, Will, Will was a jerk. So no, he doesn't get happiness, okay? He was not that much of a jerk. He kind of was. Let me finish this and we'll talk about Will. A Very Merry Mix-Up is my least favorite Hallmark movie thus far. <laughs> it tried to make a nice guy the villain just because he had some personal flaws. Shame on you, Hallmark. You're the reason women have unrealistic expectations about men. Stop it. Don't you put shame on Hallmark. How dare you? Okay, Will, was Will. you think, is the bad guy? What Absolutely. did he really do that was bad? He, he was tried. Like, he to, was making a deal to sell her store that was but, in but her he, family for years. But he can't sell it without her signature. So all it was was talk. But he was trying to. He was like trying to convince her to do it when he knew that she didn't want to, and he was trying to manipulate her by saying, "Oh, this is what could happen." And, yeah, like, and I got you another store. You can start. An, he even said we could start a new tradition, a new family. She didn't want to. It was her family. Yeah. Store. Well, she's a little narrow-minded, and she doesn't think logical, and she that's, needs to calm down. That's not true. <laughs> she needs to calm down. Okay, you tell her that. All right. So that was. Very Merry Mix-Up too. That movie kind of sucked. Yeah, you know what? I, I will say the redhead, Alice, she's my least favorite Hallmark actress. Yeah, Hallmark Princess. No, she sucks. That movie sucked. No, okay. That sucked. No. And uh, by the way, I could see that twist coming a mile away. Yeah, you called it. It wasn't even like close. 
Like within the when they first met the parents, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> you know it. My, it didn't uh, help that I knew there was a twist, though, by the way. All right. Uh, two minute tabloid coming up in minutes. It's Puff and Steph podcast. It's the Puff and Steph podcast. CBD American Shaman of PA has one objective. They want to create lifelong customers through transparency, compassion, and knowledge. Have questions? CBD American Shaman has the answers that gas stations and random vape shops just don't have. Plus, they offer free samples, and their products are U.S. Hemp Authority certified and always go through third-party testing. With stores in Carlisle, Mechanicsburg, Linglestown, and soon to be in the shops at Landis Valley and Oregon Pike in Lancaster, they're always close by. Use the coupon code PUFF for 10% off an entire purchase, either in store or at hempishealth.com. Do you love saving money but hate buying one of those coupon books filled with places you'll never go to? Well, here comes Quick Save Coupons to save the day. Quick Save Coupons is an app where you can find savings for restaurants, stores, and experiences that you will love. And here's the best part. It's free. No big coupon books to buy. No websites to give your information to. Quick Save Coupons will show you all of the savings in your area right on your phone. Just go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Quick Save Coupons app. Then start saving money on many of the places you already go to. The average person buys three to four homes in their lifetime. Don't trust the home buying process to just anyone. Trust someone who loves to educate their clients on the process. Someone who takes pride in meeting clients' needs. Trust Heather Kerstetter with Iron Valley Real Estate. Heather has great reviews on Homelight and Zillow and loves working with first-time home buyers. She also works with several charities, including the Humane Society and the SPCA. For all your home buying or selling needs, contact Heather Kerstetter, Iron Valley Real Estate, 1512 East Market Street in York, 717-316-8777, or on our at 717-425-9837. Okay, so you want a security system for your home or business and you don't know who to choose. Do you go with one of the big companies with representatives living in who knows where? Or do you hire a company that works in and cares about your community? ITD in Mechanicsburg, partnered with Alarm.com, is helping you make that decision easy by providing you with security for only $30 a month and you'll be able to monitor and control everything from your phone or tablet. Call ITD for more info. 717 717- 7256-4996 or itdssi.com It's the 2 minute tabloid on the Puff and Stuff podcast. Alanis Morissette, that is a name we have not heard in a long time. You you hot now. <laughs> that sounds just like her. Nailed it. Very impressed. I know. She announced a North American tour in 2020. It'll celebrate 25 years since her breakthrough album, Jagged Little Pill. She will be joined on the 31-date tour by the band Garbage nice. and singer Liz Fair. I like the band Garbage. You know, you know that band? They're like, I'm only happy when it rains. You know that song? Oh, they sing that? Mm-hmm. Their name is the band Garbage, or is their name Garbage? Garbage. Interesting band name. But I'm excited that Lannis Morissette's coming back into the picture, out of nowhere. Justin Timberlake is finally breaking his silence after he was seen holding hands with his co-star Alicia Wainwright. He wrote on, he wrote, he wrote on Instagram. He wrote, he wrote <laughs> a, a story on Instagram. <laughs> he wrote on Instagram earlier this week an apology to his wife, Jessica Biel. He said, I stay away from gossip as much as I can, but for my family, I feel it is important to address recent rumors that have hurt people I love. He explained that what happened that night was a lapse in judgment, but nothing actually happened between he and his co-star. He did admit to drinking too much. He said he should have known better, apologized to his wife and his entire family, and he said he is now focused on being the best husband and father that he can be. So it was kind of scandalous. It wasn't, like, I, I figured it was just easily explained, but no, he just got drunk and... 
I mean, we've all been there. To be honest, I, I couldn't even tell you the amount of times I've been drunk and just started holding hands with people. <laughs> right. It happens to all of us. It really does. I can't hate on them too much. All the time. You know, one of, the, one of those like glass houses type thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I respect his honesty, but like you said, it really wasn't just an innocent thing. Like he even said, like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I drank too much. But sounds like he and Jessica are going to be fine. So don't you worry about it. Good. I was worried. I know. Demi Lovato is teasing new music. She's been hinting at a new upcoming project on social media. Earlier this week, she wrote on Instagram that fans will be hearing from her sooner rather than later. She said, the next time you hear from me, I'll be singing. There's no release date officially announced yet for the new song or album. And she hasn't had any new music since last June 2018, which was about a month before she overdosed. Emma Stone is engaged to SNL writer Dave McCary after two years of dating. Her now fiancé shared the happy news on Instagram Wednesday, and they have been together since fall of 2017, which it's funny because that was two years ago, and all these reports I'm reading online are like her long-term boyfriend, and I was In like, Hollywood, that's long-term. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, they've been together yeah. for like five, six years? Two years. Hollywood. That's long-term. And People Magazine has revealed it's People of the Year. This is a new thing they're doing. So these are people that they feel have made an impact, entertained or moved us during 2019. Did you see this list? No. Who would you expect to be on this list? Donald Trump. Actually, no. It's all females. Four oh, females. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know why, but they picked four females. Four females no that males. Have moved us. Is that Greta chick on there? The climate person? <laughs> no. Actually, it's not super political. Uh, four females. Yeah, I got nothing. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, okay. J-Lo, <laughs> Michelle Obama, Taylor Swift. Oh Those are the four they picked. Wow. And this just annoys me because I'm thinking of all the regular, normal, average people who aren't rich and famous that have made such bigger impacts. Yeah. Not necessarily bigger, but they've done a M lot of great more things. More with less? With less, exactly. But no, don't recognize us, us peasants. Just give yeah. these people more recognition. Listen when I say this, and I mean it. Steph is the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life. She's like literally, I don't think there's a mean bone in her body. Thank you. But she loves hating on other women, just like every other woman. I'm not hating on them because they're women. If it was four men, I'd be saying the same thing. Right. I just hate how celebrities get worshipped right. when there's average people out here trying to live paycheck to paycheck and still doing amazing things. Doing good deeds. Right. All right. It's not because they're women. Can I make that clear? <laughs> they did a survey about good deeds, actually. Uh, top 10 Americans' good deeds. Some of these, yeah, I get it. Uh, things like paid for a stranger's meal. Have you ever done that? I have not, but I've always wanted to. I, I think that's really nice. I have. I actually, when I was setting up at a bar one time to DJ, uh, there were two servicemen eating dinner and I paid for their meal. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, helped someone carry their groceries home. I've never done that. Donated clothes to a thrift store. Store. Sure. Yep. Yep. Okay. Gave a dollar or so to charity when checking out at shopping. So they're like, hey, donate. You know, do you want to round it up? Yep. I try to do that. Yeah. You know what I don't do when I go and buy pet food at the pet store and they're like, do you want to donate to, you want to buy a $5 bag of cat food? I always say no. 
Aww. I don't think I've ever done it. See, I always say yes to the military and animals because you can't give to everything. Right. So those are like my things, even if it is cats. Completed a chore or errand for a family member or friend. I think we've all done that. Help someone across the street. I, I don't know. I've, I've never done that, but I would almost feel like, hey, can I help you across the street? And then they like get scared that I'm like going to rob them. Right. I feel like that only happens in movies. Maybe I'm cynical like that. Let someone with fewer items go in front of you than the line at the store. No. I don't think I've ever done that. I have. Well, of course. You're a nice person. Uh, held the door open for a stranger. Yes. And the number one thing people have done, help people with directions. I have helped someone with directions, and I'm pretty sure I gave them the wrong ones. Oh. And I didn't realize it until like an hour later. And I was like, oh, no, they should have gone left. <laughs> and they're like, that jerk. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and then I, I, I go, oh, well, I'll never see them again. All right, everyone, have a fantastic weekend. Do good things for each other. Give right directions. We'll be back on Monday with Misconnection Monday. It's the Puff and Steph Podcast. It's the Puff and Steph Podcast.